He's the president of Indivisible Houston, one of our premier organizations that are really trying to bring democracy back to the United States. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. It states, come on in, Daniel. Tell me a little bit about uh, what we're doing here. Uh, what, here in Houston? I think we're having a conversation on the free and independent media, my friend. Um, yeah. It's, it's striking yeah, we that are. you brought up. You brought up oil and sustainability today because we couldn't live in a better city to have that conversation, huh? Yeah, no kidding, right? (laughs) But anyway, one of the reasons I wanted you on this morning and, uh, well, I always have reasons to have you on because there's so much that you do in the community with regards to democracy like like a few others you know we have ray we have uh uh neil that's that that we see that are functional within this democracy but right now hey, there's Marcos. a name. yes sir uh can you uh arm the screener oh okay right i am i am so sorry thank you for reminding me about that you know when our heads are hot from trying to stay as afloat you know all these things go crazy anyway yeah but uh, we we have an important issue that that uh, that's going to be done within the Democratic Party that I think you want to talk about. So why don't we do why don't we start there as I get a few other things put together? Sure. Well, the important issue is related to the district attorney, Kim Og. Uh, and there's currently um, pushback within the Democratic Party related to the district attorney for behavior that she has engaged in for a long time. And therefore, the pushback has been a long time coming. Um, and it comes on two grounds. One is that she's dangerously weaponized her office using a prosecutorial double standard to go after people who she disagrees with, particularly on bail reform, while not taking the same action against people with whom she agrees, whether they're in the Democratic Party or the Republican Party. And the second is that she does not uphold the values of the party and that she blocks progress on every single key reform or key issue um, that that the party cares about or virtually every issue, the central ones that are related to her job, at least. Uh, Within all of that, it's worth mentioning that the district attorney time and time again will always, whenever it suits her, do more than the law requires or do the bare minimum of what the law requires. I want you to give us a good example of that because a good example of that occurred with a person who attempted to vote, something that presumably the Democratic Party is all for expanding the voting base legally. So Ken Paxton referred a case over to District Attorney Og uh, for for voter fraud, apparently, or alleged voter fraud, related to a man named Hervis Rogers, who's 64 year old, uh, black parolee who, um, thought, believed he was eligible to vote, went to the polls, waited there for six hours. His vote didn't count at the end of the day. Um, but they came after him for voter fraud anyway. And there's a law that says that you have to investigate any claims of voter fraud, but what the district attorney didn't have to do is take the case before the grand jury. The law doesn't say you have to take the case before a grand jury. Now, 
I want people to understand just how significant this is. Investigate means you look into something. If you look at a piece of paper and you say there's nothing here and you throw it in the trash, you've investigated it. You've taken a look at it. There's some things you need to check off, but you don't have to go to a grand jury. A grand jury is there because you've brought someone in front of that that group of people, a group of their peers, to determine whether or not you're going to indict that person and then drag them through a court case, which she does regularly. So I want you to put yourself in the shoes of Mr. Rogers, who thought he could vote, who the attorney general, our indicted attorney general, our own crooked attorney general, referred a case over to our local district attorney, a ostensibly democratic, supposedly democratic district attorney. And then she not only looks into it as she says the law requires, but she doesn't just do an investigation. Instead, she drags him before a grand jury. Now, at this point, if you're Mr. Rogers, you have to go get prepared for a legal fight, which means you got to pay money for a lawyer or you have to find one who will represent you for free. You need to spend days and days preparing. You need to spend all those hours preparing for when you're going to have to answer questions. And then you actually have to sit in front of a grand jury and answer questions from prosecutors as to whether or not you should be placed back inside the system after you've already been there before. And all because you believe that you can vote and you in good faith waited for six hours to go and do that. Uh, and essentially, you've just been living your life and rejoined society after everything happened. But now you have to go through all of that. Time and time again, the DA drags people before a grand jury. And the grand jury might no-bill you that day, which means that they may find nothing and you don't get indicted. But you still had to go through the financial stress. You still had to go through the time stress. You still had to go through all of the troubles that, that anyone has to go through when they prepare for all of that. That's time that you could have been spending with your family. It's time that you could have been doing something else. And also... Nobody deserves to be pushed around like that. The district attorney is a bully. The district attorney will take every opportunity to bully people, to cajole, to push, to prod, decide with the opposition party so that she can collect her own power because she's out of control. Let me let me let me pause you right there, Daniel, because I, I want to make something very clear here. Uh, Kim Og, true or false, used to be formerly a Republican. She used to be a Republican. That's why she attacks Democrats. Right. That, Secondly, that, that's who, who with her. yeah, I want to prove something to the to the uh, to the sure. listening audience, because we don't it's not about Republican or Democrat. But when you pick a party on false premises and and damage that party from within, that is a problem. So, number one, yes, she was a Republican. Number two, is it true that she more so than not, she go after Democrat, strong Democratic politicians where possible. Oh, that's she goes after strong Democratic politicians with an extreme double standard to the point of absurdity. And the only Democratic politicians who she doesn't go after are the ones that agree with her on bail reform. There were two cases of constables that agree with her in the Democratic Party. She didn't go after them. Let's lay it all out on the table because I want to talk about this and point very clearly to this for everybody. If you are a Democrat in Harris County, I want you to understand something. She has launched nonsensical investigations and dragged them out against County Judge Lena Hidalgo, against Commissioner Rodney Ellis, she took a character case, a character suit, basically, or, or character complaint against Franklin Bynum, Democratic judge. She held Daryl Jordan, one of the great champions of bail reform and contempt, 
one of one of our judges, and she primaried all of the sitting Democratic judges who were reformists. She tried to use them as punching bags. When COVID came around, she blamed the crime spike on them. She claimed that they were letting murderers out of jail. Why did she claim this? Because they started following the law. She used to be able to get Republican judges to just skip over the different constitutional protections and steps related to bail, and she thought that she could just bully the Democratic judges to do that too. Now that, I so wonder. I want to I, I, I want to stay on that tune, but I also want to show a level of self-interest here in a county like. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail from accepting payments to managing inventory. Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Harris County, where you are a Democrat, I don't know, probably 60, 40, 670, 30. I'm not exactly sure what the numbers are, uh, but where you are uh, within your soul, a Republican and wanting to get Republican uh, vote, isn't it true that some of the positions that she take or she takes are pretty much self-interest in an attempt to ensure that voting block? As an example, that vote, uh, the 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 right wing in this county, in this country, they're using voting, fraudulent voting, as a talking point. It is true that most fraudulent voting in Harris County and elsewhere has been found to be done by Republicans, this documented. Isn't that true then that trying to put that on, let's say, Mr. I forgot his name, who she uh, uh, accused of voting illegally, kind of gave her points with the that establishment that she could actually campaign on? I'm sure that that's part of it. I also think that she she bait and switched and lied to us a little bit about um, what some of her positions are, particularly when it comes to misdemeanor bail reform. Uh, she she consistently continues to lie about that. I think that the political play that she makes is not just with the voting block, but also with large powers that be. And what I mean by that is police officers, unions, uh, police chiefs, constables. Um, the, you know, that this a million dollars from Harris County goes over to Crime Stoppers. Now, mm-hmm. Crime Stoppers, when I was a kid, I mean, I'm not going to say Crime Stoppers didn't have you know issues in the past because I wasn't old enough to know about it. It's at different points. But what I remember is they would say this person committed this crime. If you see them, call Crime Stoppers at this. Right. And that was it. That was the way that they operated. Now they're doing this whole. You know, the, the bail system is messed up and all this. And they always give half the facts every single time. Any lawyer that you talk to who's in the know and is honest is going to tell you that they're cutting out facts. And she repeats the same talking points. She puts out her own reports on what bail is done. They're similar to the police officers union reports, which is to say that they're completely riddled with holes. They're completely devoid of facts. She cherry picks her data. She picks which time period that she wants to focus on. And she does whatever she needs to do to make it look like the numbers are going in the direction of the story that she's telling. But if you look at any of the the official, you know, more more academic sources, if you look at the Quattrone report, right, which shows that recidivism, the since the O'Donnell settlement, settlement misdemeanor bail reform 
we've seen recidivism going down, we've seen less costs, and we've seen either no public no impact on public safety one way or another, or a decrease in violent crimes. So any reasonable study, any study that's done by academics shows the opposite of what the DA is saying, shows the opposite of what the Houston Police and Officers Union a, is saying. As an academic herself, because I can understand and on a, a person who doesn't know the material, a person who's just listened to ad, listening to ads, but for someone who is within the system, that has to be maliciously done. In other words, you actually know the truth. And the same applies to, uh, to, to, uh, to Whitmire, who is trying to make crime an issue in an election where we have a, we have a city, we have a county where we have crime on the decrease and the increase that we had in crime matched the United States of America, if not a bit less, matched the United States of America based on other factors that are occurring within our country proper. True? Oh, sure. No, she's lying. She's absolutely she's lying. There's no doubt about it. She's manipulating the facts. She knows better. She's, you know, accused the county of trying to defund law enforcement when it's at the highest law enforcement funding levels in the history of Harris County and has gone up year over year consistently. She's she's lying directly to the masses. She's lying directly to the Democrats within the party. She's lying to the precinct chairs right now because she knows that she's on the run and she knows that she's been called out for lying. But I'm going to run it back down again because I want people to understand this. Who she brought long paper trails that haven't yielded anything out against so far? Confirmed by the Houston Chronicle. Yeah, according to the Houston Chronicle, right? so, So it says, don't cross her. Mayor, Mayor Sylvester Turner, County Judge Lena Hidalgo, Commissioner Rodney Ellis. She held Franklin Bynum. She went after Franklin Bynum on character. She held Daryl Jordan in contempt and she went after all the Democratic primary judges. So basically, she's had a fight with any popular Democrat in the Democratic Party who's on the side of misdemeanor cash bail reform. Meanwhile, and this is important, too, and I want to make sure to mention this, OK, because she will say, well, when a case gets referred to my office, I have to go out, you know, I have to, I have to take a look and then she'll drag it out really, really long when it comes to these other folks. Not only does she not drag those investigations out when it comes to people she's, she agrees with, she doesn't even take a look most of the time. So there were two constables that I want to talk about. The first one used his campaign office during the day to run for reelection. He had his campaign workers running around making sure to push his reelection. That's totally illegal. And it came out in the Chronicle and it was such a bad scandal that he actually lost his primary. Constables never lose their primaries, but this guy managed to lose his primary. The second one, we didn't hear about any of the details, but a case was referred over to her office. We didn't hear about the referral over to her office until much later. And this is why a lawyer stood with some women who were deputies in a constable office And they launched a civil suit on the grounds that the constable had exploited them by putting them in bachelor party style sting operations. And in that that announcement, they said that they had told the D.A. about the case and the D.A. referred it back to the constable's office for internal investigation. So not only did she not drag out an investigation against this constable. She didn't even launch an investigation against this constable. And in both of these constable cases we're talking about, she didn't leak the details to the media. 
But in every other case, whenever she goes after a political opponent, she leaks all the details. She drags out the investigation for as long as she can, and she makes sure to make a case of it. And then when she gets challenged on it, she says, hey, I'm just calling balls and strikes. I'm just doing my job. I'm just a prosecutor. I investigate all sides. She always has an excuse. She always has a double standard for being the crook that she is. It's wildly corrupt. And she she plays this consistently and is always in our way and is always attempting to frustrate the agenda of the reformists. And she does it for her own political gain. That, that that is sad, but I think uh, one of you know when when we started to discuss these issues, and I started to see a whole lot of the the paperwork and the documentation and the evidence come across. I said, you know, this is something that it's it, not only it, it, this is not a fight within, let's say, the Democratic Party. This should be something that Houston at large, Harris County at large, hears, sees, and understands. Because when you are the chief law enforcer. Of a of a city, the chief law enforcer of a county, it is essential. It is essential that you are honest. Right now, it's 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 bad enough that we have the entire state, uh, the, the the legal enforcer of our entire state is a corrupt person under indictment. We don't need one that uh, one that is going after people. We can't quite say illegally because district attorneys have a lot of discretion, but we can say dishonestly and corruptly, correct? I think we can say, I mean, you know, we'll we'll have to see what all shakes out. She controls a lot of that information. But what we can say is she's used a prosecutorial double standard. She's weaponized her office and she's dangerous. She's a dangerous district attorney. She's abusing the law. She's abusing her power. She's attacking her political opposition within the party. And there are folks out there that say, well, why are you attacking a Democrat? And I would like to ask that question of Kim Ott, where she consistently attacks Democrats and and does it on a double standard. Um, for her to claim that she's just playing the role of a prosecutor is completely absurd. It falls apart in all cases. I'll give you another example. Usually you get to the end of a case. And if the grand jury, as we mentioned before, does not bill you, then the district attorney puts out a statement and says, ball game's over. That's the end of the day. You know, thanks, everybody, for coming and watching. When Rodney Ellis was no-billed by the grand jury on an investigation that was launched by District Attorney Og, she put out a two-page open letter that she sent to County Attorney Christian Menefee claiming that there was all kinds of civil investigations that people should look in. Highly irregular. District attorneys don't take positions like that. District right. attorneys don't go way outside of their way, way out of their way to go on and on and on and about all the things that could be over in the civil side. No, you were there to prosecute the criminal side of it. And you haven't done that. And so, you know, that's it. The ball game is over. You need to put out the same statement you always do. And by the way, one other thing, we haven't even talked about the real world impact and harm that goes way beyond these investigations as well that she's done. The overcrowding of the jails because she refuses to uh, to to clear out nonviolent charges for people who are nonviolent who've been sitting in the jail for months rotting. Some of these people got in there because of just mental health episodes and things like that. There have been people who have died in the jail because of the overcrowding. And these families are smart enough to know that she played an immediate hand in doing that because she's had this information. People have told her how she can clear out that backlog. Or the, the fact that she runs her office like a complete 
chaotic circus, which is why prosecutors stream out of that place as quickly as possible. She's always looking for staff. She's always running people out. They ha- there, are, there are stories after story after story of people who say she had me working on this BS paper charge. She had, she had me working on this thing over there. Wouldn't let me go after this capital murder case that I was actually working on right now. And then she turns around and says, hey, I need more funding after she's pursuing paper trails left and right against her political opposition that have yielded no fire whatsoever. She's dangerously out of control. And it all of that, lives. It, and it that's what I was about to say. All of that is horrendous. But, you know, like I always make the distinction between how a politician deal with their employees and how the politician deals with the public at large. We elect them well, for the public at large. And if that affects the public at large, we definitely must be on it. It does. And that's the thing is that if you run out, if you run prosecutors out of your office as a DA, then you're talking about you don't have enough prosecutors, then you've made the case for us. I mean, if you can't move right. the cases because you can't keep people and because you're, you know, whip, she's all, she, she has got, she has got people who are in that office by day who are basically volunteering by night. Okay. Or all but volunteering, getting, right. getting the pit that work on the political side of it. Okay. So uh, to, to claim, like to claim that she's just running a a regular old office doesn't make any sense whatsoever. She needs to, she needs to, to honestly be, uh, you know, look, the electorate needs to know about what's going on right now. That's why there's an uprising with the precinct chairs. And that's what we're doing. Let's go to the phones. Uh, Come on in Bard. Let's go ahead and get your calls before we go to the other subject as well. Oh, I love when you, you Democrats attack each other. It's so great. <laughs> you go Actually, after, Bard, uh, Bard, 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 before you finish, because I... Oh, no, no, hold on a second, Bard. Before you finish, let me just say that what Daniel is doing is not an attack. What Daniel is doing is something that we hope all parties do, including the Republican Party, which we have yet to see in any substantive manner, and that is fearlessly go after, uh, make sure that the participants within the political sphere are honest. Continue, Bard. Okay, well, I'm glad you're on this topic because just last night, the Texas Rangers have decided to reopen or look further into the case against Lena Hidalgo. It turns out Mm. that she's withheld some some documents. Oh, uh, wow. Right. Yeah, so uh, she's already got three under indictment, and it looks like they may be turning on each other and may start uh, singing and blowing the whistle here. I love that. Let, I tell you what, I'll let, I let, uh, let brother you know, Cohen talk about that. Go ahead. Oh, that's interesting how when Kim Ah got in trouble again, uh, the Texas Rangers happened to reopen an investigation the next day into her political <laughs> opponent. How about that? That's interesting. Democrats going after Democrats. Is Kim Ogg a Democrat? I had no idea. It seems like all of her friends are Republicans at this point. I mean, look, th- this is this is you can set your watch to this, man. Every single time the district attorney gets in trouble, she either throws a Crime Stoppers gala on public money and gets billionaires to stand next to her and uh, lies about misdemeanor bail reform and trots out the same stuff that they've been using for decades or she investigates lena hidalgo which she's been doing for years and there's been no smoke and no fire and then she makes sure to, that those photos just magically uh you know end up in alex Mueller's campaign ads so that they can drag those people's names good names in front of 
God, friends, and families during the World Series while everybody's watching. Dirty, disgusting, despicable behavior. It's revolting. Um, you can call it an attack or not, Egberto, but those are the words that I would use. Oh, Just no, that's pathetic. not. No, no, no. I, I agree with you. I don't. I, I agree with the, the, the only reason I would put a political thing this matter on the program is because it has relevance to the people. And uh, and let me tell you what of all the th- uh, hold on a second, Bart. I'm going to come back to you. But of all the things that got me was when she went after the uh, the voter. Um, um, what's his name? Mr. The black guy, Mr. Hervis Rogers. Yes, Her- yes. And the reason why because that that type of attack puts a chill not only on Mr. Rogers. Rogers, did I get the name right? Not only on yes. Mr. Rogers, it puts a chill on a particular part of a community, a community that in itself has always had uh, their voting rights at risk. Now, if you don't want to be, if, if you want to be sure, you are not going to get into the, 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 the legal system, then you just don't vote. Because if you just don't vote, you know it's not gonna happen. That is a mentality. That is a subliminal message that she wanted to put out there, in my humble opinion. But it's deeper. It's a message to a a, a Republican right wing base that says she is one of us. She is a Manchurian candidate. Go ahead, Bard. Well, I'll leave with this. Uh, If you really want to see some corruption and some use of taxpayer waste, Wasteful, illegal use of taxpayer funds, which I pay, you pay. We're the taxpayers. It's our yes, money. Yes, we are. I'd like to hear. I'd like to hear Mr. Cohen explain Rodney Ellis's art collection, African art collection that he has in a huge warehouse that we paid for. And okay, you better you better wait because Cohen is ready for that, Bard. Cohen is ready for that. Go on, go on, brother okay. Cohen. That's. You know, I'm just going to say, just first of all, Bart, I hope you never get dragged before a grand jury in front of God, friend and family for some BS charge because the district attorney just doesn't like you or needs to placate her political base. I just I I really I pray to God that that never happens to you because you don't deserve it. Neither do any of these other people. Rodney Ellis's African art collection was completely above board. We have cultural projects and art projects all the time. Just makes a sexy story for the racists that listen to Mario Diaz over at KPRC. And I guess you find it interesting, too. And I'll let you speak for yourself or think for yourself when it comes to that. There was a thorough investigation in front of a grand jury and there was a no bill. Did the district attorney then release a statement like she normally does saying, that's it, ball game's over. There's been a no bill. We've thoroughly investigated the evidence and there's no, there's nothing here to look at. No, she writes a two page open letter about how there's civil crime, sends it to the county attorney because she's in a fight with Rodney Ellis over misdemeanor bail reform because she disagrees with that. Well, actually she's in two fights with Rodney. She wants more money for more DAs as well. Right. She says she wants more money. She's been running them off left and right. But I want to thoroughly answer Bart's question. At the end of the day, the county attorney looked at that letter and threw it in the trash. But what's more important than that is letters like that don't get written. I want to explain this again very clearly. Letters like that don't get written. The statement is usually there's a no bill. The ball game is over. 
The only reason you would write a letter like that is because there are suckers out there that would look at that and say, oh, she's going after him. There must be something there. She was angry. It was sour grapes. And she got basically bunched up over the whole thing because she couldn't prosecute her political opponent. Here are all these people arguing that we're weaponizing a legal system against their favorite president out there, Donald Trump. And then they can't turn around and look at their local county attorney and realize that she's just flinging charges left and right against people that disagree with her while looking the other way on people who agree with her. Bart, do you really do you really believe that female constable duties, uh, deputies should be exploited in bachelor party style things? And when they send that crime, that that evidence over to or that claim over to the district attorney, she should refer it back to their boss for internal investigation. Come on, man. You can't believe that. You can't believe that. You have to have some morals and decency in you, man. You're asking me these questions you pick up from the mainstream press about about African art about cultural exhibits at the county and you look the other way on women being exploited in a constable's office that the DA doesn't even take a look at that man. Like, come on, man, find your and, decency. But, but I, let me, hold on a second. Uh, let me just say one thing uh, to, uh, because I'm glad that Bard came up with these kinds of questions because it shows you the danger of a mainstream media who completely ill-inform, disinform, misinform, under-inform our population. Because Bart is a result. My, and I love Bart. He's a, he's, a, he's, a con, he's a caller to the show. He's a good guy. But he has been informed by those who are using his mind for an ulterior goal. Bart, a, a quick comment before you leave, sir. Well, thanks for the prayers, Cohen. But I pray... I'll go in front of the grand jury any day. You know why? Because I'm a law-abiding citizen. I pray oh. that you don't get charged well, uh, or shot or killed by these criminals that they are just turning that revolving door at the prison. So you better watch your back. Buddy. Okay, Bard, uh, Bard I, I can't let you go yet because you. I want to ask you a favor, Bard. For every statement that you just made, okay, the revolving door of the prisons, uh, uh, being clean and going in front of the grand jury. Remember what Cohen just told you. He said there was nothing to the art exhibit, but it was a political hit job and the grand jury proved that it was a political hit job. But because of what you were informed of before, you still believe it. Do a little bit more research, my brother, and thank you so kindly oh, for no, being no, a no, listener. No, no, wait, 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 wait. Cohen, yeah. uh, this 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 Ellis is the most corrupt guy in the county. He's the one running Lena. Okay, well let's this go ahead and do this for every for every sir. Years. Okay, Bart. Anytime when you make a, a comment, Bart, what Cohen came here with is evidence that is written down and can be corroborated. What I'd like you to do, as somebody who are making these statements on our air, an air that belongs to everybody, to corroborate your statements. That's all, Bart. So some other time, please feel free to come on air. Remember, this is a people's air, and you decide, you corroborate what you're saying. Thank you, my brother. You have a wonderful rest of your day. Guys, keep going after the Democrats. I love it. Take care, buddy. Bye-bye. Let's go to Alistair. Alistair, my beautiful Alistair. How you doing, ma'am? 
Hey, good morning. I am so glad that that up because honestly, it's not something I follow living up here in Conroe, but I do get the snippets of like Rodney Ellis taking, you know, wasting taxpayer dollars with storing these things. But I am so glad that you all illuminated with that I'm just you know because if like people listen to mainstream media most of the time they're not aware of 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 you know the facts they're not made aware of the facts so I thank you guys for sharing the facts with that and correcting Bart with facts Alistair, I let me tell you, you Alistair, thank you for coming. But if we don't leave yet, I want to just say this. That is the reason I uh, I keep the company that I keep. Uh, you know, uh, one of the reasons I always uh, make sure to be in touch with the brother on, on the screen right now, which is Daniel Cohen, is because these are people who do their research. You know, there's no one person that can know everything. And God knows I don't. But uh, what one person in the media can do is surround themselves by people who know whatever facet they're in, whatever area they're in, and then bring it to the public at large. Develop the trust, understand the facts, and then bring it to the public at large. And that is my promise for be, for having the honor to be on air. I, cons- I mean, some people take this for granted. I don't. I take this as something, a privilege and something that is very important. And as such, surround myself with people who are going to but inform the audience with truthful information, not backed by what a corporate being or a party being wants to do. And if you've noticed this program, we don't take uh, yes, we are biased. This program is a biased program towards progressive values because we know that's what most Absolutely. people want. We that's what most people want. They say that in polls, etc. We are biased toward progressives. But at the same time, if somebody gets out of line, irrespective of whether they call themselves progressive, conservative, Democrat, or Republican, it is our job to make sure that you know. So thank you, Alistair, for you know, for just stroking us a bit and letting us know that uh, we're doing the right thing. That's right. Thank you, my friend. You guys have a great day. You too, Alistair. All right. Come on in, Donald. Hey, good morning, Bartho. How are you today? I am waiting, Donald, to hear something really, really good from you, sir. Okay. What was that guy's name that got it? For the voting stuff, was it Rogers? Rogers, yes. Well, why don't y'all go down there and get him, and y'all can sing Would You Like to Be My Neighbor in front of the jailhouse? Because they just sent a message out to everybody that has any indiscretion or felonies or anything that's got restored rights to vote because they're putting the fear in everybody because you ain't want to get back in the system. So you ain't even going to vote. You're not even going to roll the dice. And that's right. what that was all about. Right. You nailed it, Donald. It, it, that hurt. That message was twofold. It was a favor to Republicans to tell, hey, a county that has about 20 something, 30 percent black folk. We want to put the fear in you that if we find anything, 
we'll, 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 you know, reduce that vote. And at the same time, tell the Republicans, hey, this base of people that generally don't vote for you, I'm kind of quieting them down for you. What you going to do for me now? Go ahead. I see you. Go ahead, uh, uh, Daniel. I see you. Want the to say other Sorry. side is you need to. Yeah. Yeah. The other side is he needs to bring the facts of how many actually go to a jury trial. How many cases that are in there? They're all plea bargains. They don't do their damn job, but then they'll turn around and come do their job when it's time to smear somebody that's trying to vote or whatever else. Because they it. want a plea bargain, so they don't have to work. So that's what y'all need to bring to our attention, and that's it. <laughs> well, Donald, Reach that's what. That's yeah. it. That's it, my dude. <laughs> Thank you. He recognizes the prosecutorial double standard, and he rec- look. Project Orange has been around for a few cycles. That's a project by which they register voters in the Harris County Jail, not the prison, but the jail, because 70 percent of the people in the jail are are eligible to vote and have not been convicted of a crime. And they finally worked it out with sheriffs to make sure that those people could register to vote because of the funky deadlines we have that if they're in the jail, if you don't have access, you can't get them registered. So we finally made sure to crack that nut. And you are absolutely right, because those people hesitate now to register to vote because they don't know what the rules are and because they're not getting good access to information. Donald, you're the star of the day. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for se- you. for pointing that out, because it's a double standard. You're right. Anything else, Donald, before I go to my video? No, I'm thank good. You. I'm good. Yo, go thank you, brother. Rolling. All right. Thank you, brother. All right. Daniel, uh, I I want to go to a video that I I did uh, for the three o'clock show. And this is one where I I, I mentioned it to you off air where we we have Rick Santorum gave the tenet of of the new republicanism. And I want you guys to listen to this well, because it's important for us to understand most Americans forget about your party for a change. Forget about all of that. When we do polling and ask people what we want, you know what we notice? And sometimes, every now and then, Daniel give me hell about this because, you know, I love everybody. I want to hug my, my Republicans, hug my MAGA, hug my everybody, you know? And the truth of the matter is, all these people, believe it or not, absent some social false issue, want the same thing. And you know how we know that? Red states are starting to prove it. And it is putting the fear into the Republican Party. I want you to listen to Rick Santorum and what Rick had to say recently. Check this out. As Republicans continue to lose, they realize that they have a new enemy. And who is that enemy? That enemy is democracy. You don't believe that they believe democracy is the enemy? First of all, We had Donald Trump, after losing the election, going all out to try to say the election was stolen. The election was stolen. Of course, every turn, every twist and turn proved that, no, the election wasn't stolen. You lost. You not only lost, you lost by seven million votes in the when you tried to be reelected and you lost by three million votes or so when you even got elected. The people don't particularly like you. It's the undemocratic nature of our electoral college that got you elected. Now, Republicans continue to lose year after year after year on issue after issue on politician after politician. So now that you've pretty much note that the people don't want you, in other words, democracy, you know, democracy says the people doesn't want you. 
many of you have decided that your new enemy is, in fact, democracy. Want you to listen to Rex Santorum and what he has to say about that because he said out loud what we all knew. To our panel now. Uh, so we're looking at obviously the issues of abortion and marijuana in the state of Ohio now. Now, 50 percent, over 50 percent of the country has legalized marijuana. Senator, you know, you look at these issues uh, that are driving the left out to vote. You would think the economy, uh, crime, illegal immigration, those would be some of the issues driving people out. If when you look at so many who are unsatisfied with the direction the country's headed in. Uh, but apparently that's not it. I remember these these elections, off year elections, odd number of elections are very low turnout elections. They are base elections. And uh, the Democrats have traditionally, number one, outspent us, not just in odd number year elections, but generally speaking, number one. And number two, their base is more ginned up to go out and vote generally than Republicans. That's, we've seen this now for the last several years. And so a base election, they uh, Democrats outspend and you put very sexy things like abortion and marijuana on the ballot and a lot of young people come out and vote. It, it, it was a it was a secret sauce for disaster in Ohio. I don't know what they were thinking, yeah. but um, that's why I'm, I, I thank goodness that most of the states in this country don't allow you to put everything on the ballot because right. pure democracies are not the way to run a country. So, so then. <laughs> Democracies are not the way to run a country. So, democracies are not the way to run a country. So, so then. Rick Santown, democracy is not the way to run a country. Well, he said pure democracy, but what other democracy isn't but a pure democracy if that's what if we should really hear? Pure democracy? What you're saying is if you don't win, that somehow, if you don't win, hey, baby, something is wrong. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? He said it out loud. Donald Trump uh, put the country at risk by trying to say democracy is his enemy. That's what we have to work with. That is what we have to work with. I can't wait to hear Brother Cohen on this one. I'm just I'm speechless. I mean, is it, it, you know, does he prefer an impure democracy, Mr. Purity <laughs> Tests? Uh, is he saying that the representatives that were chosen in Virginia to represent the rest of us are a direct democracy or is that a representative democracy? Is he against ballot measures in Virginia and Ohio similar to, or, uh, but, you know, for the ones that passed in Texas with flying colors? Or does he think that the ones that passed in Texas that were conservative props also ding, should ding, not ding. have passed? <laughs> I, you know, that, that, that's they love to talk about this where they say they just they they've started to attack democracy outright outright and talk about mob rule as if we don't have layers upon layers of representatives and legal frameworks that people have to jump through in order to make laws happen. Um, but I think it, what it really comes down to is they don't believe in democracy in the first place. I mean, there's the right flank of the Republican Party has been arguing against the direct election of senators. When you start listening to the people who fund them, the Silicon Valley types who give you know huge amounts of money to uh, at Goober in Arizona, who lost his his Senate race last time around, um, you know Blake, whatever his name is, and right. uh, Peter Thiel, the guy that was behind him, you know that you start. Twitter you start guy. I mean, not Twitter, but PayPal guy, that, yeah. 
you start seeing what these people really believe. And what you're finding out is they don't believe in democracy, meaning that they don't think that the little folks should have their vote. They do, they only they just think that like there should be just aristocrats making decisions without any kind of checks and balances from the population. And I'm sorry also Daniel, you're too damn young to be listened to because when they put marijuana on the ballot and abortion on the ballot, apparently you go out there and vote like no other. That's right. Um, That's- so what's wrong with you? We you can't be a part of our democracy, well, Mr. Cohen. He really slipped when he said, you know, they put sexy issues like marijuana and abortion on the ballot. <laughs> like Rick Santorum, Mr. You know, that he could fix his mouth to say that after all this time saying that he wants to, you know, basically get, put women in chains uh, and prevent anybody who wants an abortion from getting an abortion. And then here he is turning around calling it a sexy issue. I mean, really, <laughs> at the end of the day, you'll always notice this. We don't we don't like. We're not out here just making cracks about sex left and right outside of a policy. It's only it's only these perverted freaks who have just the most aristocratic, just hyper hyper uh, fundamentalist sort of worldviews and policies out there that they peddle to their 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 and propagandize to their their own little mainstream audiences that are talking about how there's a butt on page seven of some kid's book or how they're afraid of who's going to be in the bathroom with them or that you know that, that they're always talking about this stuff and then it comes out later on that they were doing something untoward with like a i'm little glad kid you said like, that a TikTok lawyer, a TikTok lawyer. And I, for those of you who don't like TikTok, guys, if you, if you look at educational stuff on TikTok, the algorithm starts throwing you educational stuff, right? So I use TikTok. I don't know about you, Dan, but I like TikTok, right? And TikTok, sorry, yeah, it's got great stuff, and it's got some some not so great stuff, but it's got but yeah, it's but- got some great stuff. I populate it with stuff because I want to reach every audience. So I put about three or four s- clips on TikTok to, to enhance our democracy, right? But anyhow, this uh, lawyer at TikTok, she's a trans lawyer, and she she pointed out that uh, while the, the Republicans are really talking about trans and the, uh, affecting uh, our society, he started or she started to go ahead and give a list of all the people being convicted and arrested for sex crimes against children. And what she found out is evangelical Christians, police officers and family members were the largest uh, people offending the, or, or, or attacking children, if you will, for, uh, for sex crimes, etc. But, <laughs> but worse, it turns out that as far as trans and cross-dressers, etc., zero. They found one that was suspicious, but when they started to itemize, and this is all over the country, the biggest offender was church, uh, evangelical church goers the ones that most come out against the trends are dangerous the cross dressers are dangerous and in fact just recently and i i say this with kindness but a preacher uh councilman or something i think in alabama a uh, cross dresser had a website where he cross dressed and everything he was outed by another right-wing group Sadly, he thought what he did was so bad, which wasn't, but he thought what he did was so bad, he committed suicide. I don't know if you saw that story or not, but Brian is on the on the line. Come on, Brian. 
Yes, we don't have a democracy. We have a republic. And? You understand the difference between the two? Of course, and? a rep- a democracy. I mean, a republic is but a rep- representative democracy. So that is a fictional. That's a fictional statement. When uh, when the when the Congress. I mean, when the right wing likes to use it. Uh, but you are correct about one thing about democracy, and that is we have a we have a horrendously unfair interpretation of representative democracy because every state has two senators. So you are you're partially right. And come on in, Cohen. Well, yeah, I mean, there's that. You said it. You said you said it correctly. There's not a democracy on earth that doesn't have representatives. You can have a republic that's anti-democratic. You can have a republic that represses people and destroys their civil rights and kneecaps them and has secret security police and things like that. I just, I just don't think the caller necessarily believes in that either. Because I want to extend him a little bit of good faith. But the idea that I'd love to hear him describe some other country that is a democracy that doesn't have the statutes of a republic and therefore is this terrible place. If he could do that, I mean, I'd, I'd love to hear that. But I, I, I have the awful impression that maybe he hasn't read a lot of studies on what constitutes a democracy or what doesn't. I hate to say that to you, caller, but the fact that you asked me that question, the fact, the fact that you've brought this up or made this claim gives me the awful impression that maybe you haven't looked into the Manifesto Project or other studies of world democracies. But let's let's hear what you have to say about this. Can you answer the question? What's what what republic out there? What democracy? Which which great democracy out there is not a republic and is doing terrible things? Are there any? Right. Not doing terrible things. Is that the question? Yeah. I want to know, you said that we are a republic, not a democracy. I'd like you to name a country that's not a republic, but that's not a republic, but it's a, listen, listen, hold on. I want you to make sure you have the question. I want you to name a country that's not a republic. It's a democracy, but it's not a republic. And, and I want you to show me all these great harms to that from that country in the world. Okay. It's called the United States. <laughs> We're a democracy, but not a republic. You just said we're a republic. Just, I, I want the country out there. I want you to name me a country that's a democracy, not a republic. We are a republic. No, listen to me. You're not listening to me. You're not answering the question correctly. I'm going to ask okay, you Okay, I tell you time. what. Hold on a second. Hold on. Ask one more time, I need to no, ask but we're out of, Actually, time. we're out of time. We're out of time. We are, this is okay. on air. But we'll talk. I tell you what, Brian, I mean, you coming back a hell of a lot of times because you have so much info that we, I want our audience Come to hear. Come back but with I need, a democracy that's not a republic, Brian. Come back with a democracy that's not a republic. That's what absolutely. I asked you. You said the U.S. is a republic. Let's go to Howard, Howard, and and Van Bever. Talk to me, my brothers, before we close this baby out. Well, just another exciting, uh, fun-filled day ahead here at KPFT. Now at uh, what nine thirty this morning, Jack and I are going to take on the request show. Yes, yes, <laughs> that should be fun. We get it some will be fun too. Yeah, we get some strange ones now. Jack, uh, do you have some wisdom for us today? Well, you know uh, what. Oh. What will we do without democracy? Submit to and suffer under authoritarianism? No. Yes. No. Oh, rats. Those rats. Better have anyway, your democracy. 
Hey, Hold on hey you guys here. are giving me more time than I deserve, and I need to close out with Brother Cohen. Brother Cohen, thank you so kindly for having been on Politics Done Right. i love to have you here to our brothers and geniuses in the studio. Thank you so kindly, Howard and Jack. We're going to close this baby out. For the topics we didn't cover, go to politicsunright.com slash newsletter. politicsunright.com slash newsletter. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right, and you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.